0: Chapter 2, Progressives Projecting Fascism, Domestic Progressives use fascism to instill fear, control, and destroy our free society. Aristocracies must eliminate free thought, free markets, constitutional laws, institutions, and civil liberties. While claiming they're defenders of democracy, they fabricate climate change, pandemics, and social justice movements to destroy and control the economy, businesses, consumption, environment, speech, behavior, and law enforcement. To solidify, fund, and establish fascist totalitarian mandated party rule, they concoct diversity to spread intolerance, hate speech to abolish free speech, hate crimes to divide, social justice movements to destroy law enforcement, crime to abolish gun rights, voter suppression to federalized rig elections, open borders to destroy sovereign immigration laws, the Green New Deal to destroy free markets, the housing crisis to abolish property rights, fear to establish Marxist fascism, government student loan programs to fund progressive education indoctrination systems and abortion rights to increase the female labor force participation rate. To maintain power, progressives must continuously incubate fear and alternate realities with deception and thus far without consequences have employed fascism to deceive the American people. They foster lies about the pro-parent bill being anti-gay, the Supreme Court eliminating abortions, LGBTQ's isolation, white supremacy, cop minority killings, climate change, the COVID pandemic, CRT's indoctrination, school closures, infrastructure funding, the energy crisis, gas gouging, companies gouging, inflation, Putin inflation, the border crisis, Trump's border crisis, border patrol whippings, January 6, Russian collusion, Hunter Biden's laptop, Afghanistan Creating 9 million jobs, and that Biden's a uniter. They need a Biden liometer and misinformation board just to keep track of their endless lies. It's okay though, because Biden and his woke administration tell you every day about how hard they're working and how they feel your pain. Progressives just make stuff up. For example, Hakeem Jeffries, Democrat from New York, claims that MEGA is the biggest threat to America's existence, that they're not arresting political opponents, they're saving democracy. We're told millions of illegals need to invade and take over our country because we're racist climate deniers. We're told we have lying eyes, that millions of illegals aren't flooding across the border, and that our border is secure. They claim we have the strongest economy in history after causing stagflation, inflation, and recession. They claim that the recession is transitional and imagined and that we're living in an alternate universe. We're told the withdrawal from Afghanistan was a success and that men can give birth and breastfeed. That must be why Biden said we must reject the culture in which facts themselves are manipulated and even manufactured. Progressive sociopath projectionists blatantly point to the massive destruction that they created and simply project the cause onto others. For example, Republicans are responsible for defunding the police and the rise in crime, and Trump opened the border. Cortez Masto, Democrat senator from Nevada, and her partisan party despotically voted to transform America's energy system by closing 11 refineries and taxed and regulated energy companies out of business. Now at the height of hypocrisy, she's shamelessly running statewide political ads blaming oil companies for the high gas prices that she created. White House spokesperson Corrine Jean-Pierre accuses Republicans of using illegal immigrants as pawns after the Democrats flooded our country with millions of illegals to increase their power, take over our country, and usher in their global Marxist, one-world order transformation. Teachers unions are running ads and have launched DOG investigations accusing concerned parents of attacking them after they subverted their children with political and sexual indoctrination. Progressives use fascists or willing and thought-controlled tactics to strip you of your freedoms and autonomy, then claim their opponents are fascists. The worse they make society, the more people they can radicalize to their Marxist fascism. Vladimir Lenin said the worse the better or as Obama and Chuck Schumer said, to fundamentally transform America. The third term of the Obama-Biden administration is not interested in making American people's lives better, but by design is moving the country towards global communism. As they destroy the capitalist free market system, we go from the land of plenty to scarcity, empty shelves, long lines at the pump and poverty, like the Soviet Union, Cuba, and Venezuela. They no longer care about hiding their agenda and are hell-bent on making this transformation as fast as possible. They won't move to Cuba because being little bitches keep them relevant, and Cuba won't take them. Progressives are using fascist tactics to try to convince us that after 240 years our First Amendment right of free speech is a threat to democracy. The Biden administration, progressives, intelligent agencies, corporate and social media have a fascist relationship and collude to manipulate our thoughts to sustain their fascist ideology. Their phony Russian collusion and hunter's laptop misinformation propaganda campaigns have exposed this relationship. Fascism allows progressives to advance their ideology by allowing government to use privately held corporations to circumvent and violate the Constitution. Using an executive order to censor speech and online content, the Biden administration and Homeland Security started a disinformation governance board. It's a resurrection of Obama's Stop Online Piracy Act, SOPA. To shield it from congressional oversight, it was placed in the DHS secretary's office. This board gives DHS unilateral authority to take down websites that they deem were disseminating disinformation without going through the legal process. This fascist government board collaborates with social media corporations like Google, Facebook, Twitter, and others to control speech and was designed to prevent people like Elon Musk from taking ownership, exposing, and liberating companies like Twitter. After its discovery, and in Orwellian fashion, they repackaged and renamed the misinformation board the task force to fight online harassment. The board was to be headed by a partisan hack, Nina Jankowicz, a.k.a. Mary Poppins, who alleged Trump's involvement in Russian collusion claimed Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation, along with other left-wing propaganda. Once she was exposed spreading misinformation and lies, she doubled down claiming bipartisanship and that the misinformation board was only meant to filter incoming foreign misinformation. Unfortunately for her, Chuck Grassley, senator from Iowa, released documents obtained through a whistleblower that revealed Biden's government misinformation board was colluding with social media corporations that employed fascist tactics. This fascist corporate government misinformation board was aimed squarely at our domestic population, giving progressive Orwellian thought control over our speech, politics, academics, social thought, environment, free markets, and health care. To change America's demographs, despotic fascists like Biden, Mayorka, Soros, and global conglomerates have joined forces. They have circumvented Congress and the judicial branch and have set up a fascist dictatorship. Their ESG assessment managers discriminate against companies that assist in prevention of illegal immigration. They partnered with and have allowed Mexican cartels to control U.S. borders. Mexican cartels are now making over 200 million dollars per week by charging millions of illegals from 160 different countries thousands of dollars to cross into the U.S. They have also partnered with sociopath Luis Garcia Villagran, a Mexican national who believes God has ordained him to destroy America and its sovereignty. Villagran is leading the caravans of millions of illegals that are invading our country. According to the House Committee testimony, these fascists are using the U.N., Big Tech, and NGOs to treasonously execute the New Way Forward Act previously denied by Congress. To aid and abet the invasion, these fascist organizations are providing illegal immigrants with social media platforms, maps to the U.S., and advice on how to avoid or place themselves in the custody of the Border Patrol and thwart U.S. laws. They're using U.S. taxpayer money to send lawyers, psychologists, and money south of the border to recruit, aid, and encourage people to cross into the U.S. illegally. For more information regarding this topic, see Progressives in Action, the Illegal Immigration Chapter, page 42, free on this website. The Progressives refuse to follow the Remain in Mexico and Title 42 policies upheld by the courts. Recently, the courts left the Remain in Mexico policy up to Biden, so of course he overturned it. In 2021, over 2 million illegal immigrants crossed the U.S. borders, and according to the Associated Press, from December through June 2022, another 2 million have illegally crossed. Including the Border Patrol's estimated 1.2 million gotaways, this means nearly 5.5 million illegals have crossed our borders in the last year and a half. The Biden administration has only used the stay-in-Mexico policy 7,200 times, less than 0.361 one one-hundredths of a percent, and Title 42 about 40 percent of the time. Biden, Mayorkas, and the Department of Homeland Security have decided that they have unilateral authority to give away our country, and without objection, on June 1, 2022, they've empowered themselves to grant amnesty to millions of illegal immigrants that have and are pouring across our borders. Biden is treasonously changing American lives by weaponizing millions of illegal aliens and stampeding them into conservative districts. He's overwhelming their hospitals, schools, legal systems, and financial resources all to benefit his party and his fascist ideology. He's forcing communities to redirect their financial resources to benefit lawbreaking illegal aliens while cities are desecrated with homeless vets and mentally ill U.S. citizens. Biden reversed Trump's executive order that prevented illegals from residing in the U.S. if they imposed a financial burden and is now offering them taxpayer-funded health care, welfare, and housing. According to the Center for Immigration Studies, CIS, once illegal immigrants receive amnesty, they will be allowed to draw benefits from Social Security and Medicare. Each one of these recipients will receive an average of $129,000 more in Social Security and Medicare than they or their employers will pay. Each illegal immigrant family will cost the American taxpayer approximately $200,000 per year, $100,000 per year just to enroll their estimated four children in public schools. According to CIS, DHS, MIT, Yale, and FAIR, if the despotic fascists grant amnesty to all illegals, at Biden's invitation, American taxpayers will pay foreign invaders over $4 trillion for the privilege of having these raiders replace them and take over their country. According to a FAIR report, immigrants create 213% more damage to the U.S. environment than they do to their home country environment. When immigrants come to the U.S., they quadruple their CO2 emissions in cattle consumption, increase their fertilizer by a factor of 6, increase their forest footprint by 357%, and birth 1.5 times more children than they do in their home country. The average immigrant uses 550,000 gallons of water annually. From 2000 to 2010, 70 to 90% of sprawl nationally was caused by immigration-driven population growth. The average urban driver now spends over 100 hours per year commuting to work compared to 16 hours in 1982, a 525% increase. The Texas Transportation Institute's annual study of traffic congestion in urban areas found that, in 2005, Americans spent 4.2 billion hours delayed in traffic and wasted 2.9 billion gallons of fuel. Increased traffic means more than wasted time and money. It means higher greenhouse gas emissions due to idling cars and more chemical runoff, which pollutes our nation's waterways in your backyard. The latest divisiveness that Biden's spewing appears to be the work of Anita Dunn, Obama's former propagandist. Playing the race car, Biden is trying to cower anyone who objects to his progressive, globalist, unconstitutional takeover of our country. Americans objecting to his tyranny to increase his party's power by replacing them with millions of invading illegals that forever change our country's demographs is equated with the Klan. Only Biden, friend of the Klan, a projecting progressive, could accuse Americans of being Klan members for revealing the obvious. When he invites millions of illegals to eliminate us with fentanyl, run and gun us down in our streets, trash our communities, take our jobs, social programs, financial resources, hospitals, schools, and legal systems, one can only conclude they're being replaced. The Biden administration just awarded the Vera Institute of Justice, a George Soros organization, a $172 million HHS grant to help illegal immigrants avoid deportation. Previously funded by Obama, this institute supports the defund the police movement and stands to gain $1 billion by the end of its contract. Soros is another foreign-born interloping immigrant that is aided by the fascist machine to abet illegals in subverting our laws to change our demographs. Since the Immigration and Nationality Act of 1965 was signed by Lyndon Johnson, the population of the United States has exploded by 140 million people. Senator Ted Kennedy of Massachusetts, who helped construct the bill, claimed the law wouldn't replace the American population with more compliant foreign-born voters. He stated the bill will not flood our cities with immigrants, it will not upset the ethnic mix of our society, it will not relax the standards of admission, and it will not cause American workers to lose their jobs, yet this is precisely what the bill did. Replacement ideology is not a conspiracy theory, as Biden would like to lead you to believe. Democrats like Stacey Abrams, Julian Castro, Dick Durbin, and Biden, among others, boast daily how the undocumented are going to be the future majority and turn our red states blue. The New York Times even printed an op-ed that read, We can replace them. According to CIS, 67% of Hispanic immigrants can't speak English after living here for over 15 years and 41% of immigrants are functionally illiterate. Biden has committed impeachable fascist offenses by refusing to uphold, 1. The Constitution to defend U.S. borders, 2. Congressional immigration laws, and 3. The stay in Mexico and Title 42 policies, and by 4. Using unauthorized federal funds to aid and abet criminals crossing our borders, and 5. Illegally transporting them into the interior of the U.S., He's working with the Davos Soros globalists abetting an invasion, giving away and transforming our country. Anyone denying this is more insane than Biden. Rhino Republicans aren't objecting. They're complicit. The U.S. courts have admitted that they lack standing when they unconstitutionally bowed to the progressive pressure and mandated their abortion ruling. They agreed that the decision belongs to the democratic process and state legislators. Progressives, however, need to rule by totalitarian fascist mandates to legitimize their unpopular policies. They use the totality of their fiats and edicts like executive orders ending the electoral college, Senate filibusters, court and Senate packing, among others, to accomplish their goal of destroying our country. They use Roe v. Wade as a symbolic golden calf to panic and whip their progressive freaks into a frenzy and drive them to the polls. The Supreme Court didn't ban abortions. Abortion has no basis in the Constitution and is therefore outside of the court's purview, or more bluntly, it's none of their business. Progressive judges impose outcomes like abortion. Conservative judges cite the court's constitutional obligation as the basis for their rulings. Legal decisions based within our Constitution allows us to rule ourselves democratically, which goes against the progressive Marxist ideology. When the courts ruled on Roe v. Wave, approximately 30 states disallowed abortion and 20 states allowed it. If the courts would have remained impartial, our judicial process wouldn't have been damaged and abortion wouldn't have become a national political issue. The Roe v. Wave decision has been bad for our country in every way. When the Democrats are through using this issue as a political cudgel, people will realize that the ruling gives the power back to the states and allows we the people to decide. Freedom to choose, however, doesn't seem to be part of the progressives' ideology. It's easier for the elite minority to rule by mandates. A poll taken by Gallup from May 13th through 18th, 2021, found that 49% of the U.S. population is pro choice and 47% is pro life. Other polls show 46% of the U.S. population doesn't support abortions, only 40% support abortions up to 15 weeks, and only 20% support unlimited abortions. An AP public opinion report found that 61% of the people felt abortion as legal and 38% felt it as illegal within the first trimester. In the second trimester, 34% legal and 65% illegal, and in the third trimester, 19% legal and 80% illegal. Mississippi allows abortions up to 15 weeks, which progressives believe is archaic there is only a few countries more radical than the U.S. regarding abortions. This includes North Korea, China, Singapore, Iceland, New Zealand, Canada, Vietnam, and now France, which just increased the threshold from 14 to 16 weeks. Most of Europe limits their abortions to 12 weeks. Instead of stepping up to unite us, Biden has once again used this issue to divide us and keep us at odds living in fear of each other. Even though the courts have explicitly limited their ruling specifically to abortion, Biden falsely claims that conservatives will now go after gay and interracial marriage. If progressives care so much about women's rights, why have they stolen their identity by claiming that the definition of a woman is subjective and letting men compete in and destroy their sports? Suddenly, when it suits their political pig power purpose, women aren't general neutral anymore, but women again. King Biden has canceled the policy that new regulations had to be passed through a cost-benefit analysis test. Now every bureaucrat is running wild with regulations. For example, Gina McCarthy, the White House National Climate Advisor, has threatened to regulate the airline industry out of business and has promised to pass 100 new regulations on the appliance industry. Trump's senior economic advisor, Kevin Hassett's new book, Drift Towards Socialism, claims Biden's tax threats and extreme regulations are forcing companies to once again flee America. As Biden drifts towards socialism, prices will incrementally rise and goods will become more scarce. Most likely for political reasons, the FDA falsely accused the Abbott Company of producing baby formula that contained bacteria. After closing their factory, those FDA agents went on a long vacation leaving Abbott without recourse to rectify the situation. Their actions disturbed the baby formula market, leaving mothers across the country unable to feed their babies. Biden's administration then rewarded the FDA with $120 million for botching the Abbott baby formula shutdown. Biden's administration also took $130 million from FEMA's food and housing budget to buy baby formula for illegals, fly illegals around the country, and give NGOs more money to process illegals faster. The International Health Regulations Treaty that Biden is about to secretly sign without the consent of the people will legally bind the U.S. to international law and has Obama's fingerprints all over it. This will give the WHO the power to close the U.S. economy whenever they claim there's an epidemic. They can also determine which international populations get treated first. Further, it gives the WHO unlimited authority to determine what an epidemic is, such as guns, racism, or misinformation. Biden is secretly handing over our constitutional rights and sovereignty to a corrupt global organization that's in bed with communist China and that has participated in the COVID cover-up. The WHO meeting has been secretly covered up by the fascist government corporate-controlled media. Without informing anyone, King Biden just pledged $1.2 trillion to the Iranians if they sign an undisclosed deal with the U.S. This massive amount of money will increase their arsenal, complete their nuclear weapons program, spread terrorism throughout the region and world, reward our enemies, punish our adversaries, and has Obama's fingerprints all over it. Regardless of politics, religion, race, or social status, sports united us. Therefore, the progressives had to subvert this popular convention by turning it into a divisive fascist corporate progressive woke movement. The Carolina Panthers now have a transgender cheerleader. Five Florida Ray baseball players were reprimanded for not wearing their pride badges. Jack Del Rio, the offensive coach for the Washington Commanders, formerly the racist Washington Redskins, was fined $100,000 for asking why BLM wasn't punished for the riots that were much worse than the January 6 protest. Progressives love dividing the country, then claiming the cure is their fascist Marxist ideology. ESPN reported that NBA owners have more than $10 billion invested in China but only invest hundreds of millions in social justice programs in the U.S. A few sports franchise owners investing in China are Miami Heat's Mickey Arison, $375 million, Sacramento Kings' Paul Jacobs, $150 million, Memphis Grizzlies' Robert Pira, three hundred and sixty nine million, Houston Rockets, Tillman Fortita, one hundred sixty point three million, and Charlotte Hornets Michael Jordan eighty five million. Jordan just donated one hundred million and Brooklyn Nets owner Joe DeChay has donated hundreds of millions to social justice programs in the US. Fascist NBA traders finance America's divisive destruction while ignoring Chinese use of slave labor and oppression to secure Chinese investment status and fortune. Biden sold 950,000 barrels of oil from the American Strategic Oil Reserves to China Petrochemical Corporation, in which his son, Hunter, has been identified as a 10% owner. Hunter claims he sold his shares, but China's national credit information lists Scanatelus as a 10% owner. According to the Free Beacon, Washington, D.C. business records list Biden's private equity firm, BHR, as the only beneficial owner in Scanatelus. Biden has quashed all investigations into China regarding COVID and has allowed them to traffic unlimited quantities of fentanyl into the U.S., which has killed millions of U.S. citizens. He's instructed his Department of Justice to eliminate Trump's China Initiative program that combated Chinese espionage. This has allowed the situation to become much worse. Along with businesses and universities, China now targets everyday U.S. citizens. According to Homeland Security Committee member Ron Johnson, Senator Wisconsin, the reason Biden canceled the China Initiative program was because it may have uncovered suspicious activity involving Biden's corrupt family businesses. The U.S. Treasury Department has received an unparalleled 150 reports of suspicious activity concerning Biden's family bank accounts. In an unprecedented defensive move, Biden has just imposed a new rule that forbids the Treasury Department from distributing any financial documents to Republicans without Democrat authorization. In essence, this halts any investigation into his family's corruption and the impeached Trump for a phone call. This brings us to the rhinos' Railroading Express.